0: Why will Chiefs, 49ers, and Super Bowl 58 be an awesome game, and who should you target early in fantasy? It's time to break it down right here and right now as we look at that matchup, as well as what happens to the Ravens and Lions, only a Locked On Fantasy Football.
1: You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com.
1: Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com.
0: All right, uh, Michelle and I are going to give our initial reactions to the matchup. It's set it's a rematch of Super Bowl 54 and Super Bowl 58. 49ers, Chiefs, Las Vegas. We have a few days before that transpires, February 11th, Sunday, that will kick off. So we'll give our first thoughts on this game. Of course, they're going to be evolving as we get more information and we get deeper into the matchup and getting closer to the game. So we'll have our initial thoughts. We'll come back and revisit the game next week. Then we're going to look at what happens, essentially the exit interviews for the Ravens and Lions. What is up for them going forward? Disappointing games for sure, losses that they're going to haunt them the entire offseason, So we'll see. And they've got some tough off seasons ahead in, for different reasons here. So we'll catch up with them. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash Locked on to Use the promo code all lowercase Locked on NFL for first deposit match up to $100. This is Locked on Fantasy Football. Hope you've made us your first listener every day. We're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. Year-round, seasonal DFS. We've got you covered. All right, Michelle, let's dive right in. So your 49ers, Yay. your secondary team, I guess it's your NFC team, rallied, and they won. They came back from a pretty big hole, 17 points in the second half, down 24-7. They took over the game, got some help from the coaching, fumbles, mistakes, those type of things. Here are the Chiefs, however, just dominated, right? They... Got enough points in the first half. You were right on saying it was a low-scoring game because they didn't want to score in the second half once they got the 17 points. So ends up 17-10 there. Two rather interesting games. Now, let's start with our initial thoughts here for Super Bowl 58. Let's just start with the quarterback matchup. What do you think? Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes, pretty
1: good story. Yeah, it is. And I think Patrick Mahomes has played really well, these playoffs and this Chiefs, uh, like the the Chiefs team overall just looks so much better than they did in the regular season. But everything's clicking with uh, Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And that, I think, is the number one key to getting this offense back on track. And Travis Kelsey is looking like his old self. It looks like that one single week he got by. That's all he needed, apparently, to get his body right and to get his mind on track. And he's back, and he made some amazing catches early on in that game, too, which really, I think, was a huge part of them getting that early lead. And and instead of allowing Lamar to get the ball on on many third-down occasions, like the Chiefs just stayed on the field because Travis Kelsey was balling out but then with brock purdy his first half performances have not been pretty especially in this last game they're going to have to start faster against the chiefs because You know who is not going to allow a 17-point comeback or a 10-point comeback or any comeback? It's Patrick Mahomes. He's not Jared Goff. He's not Jordan Love. It's a very different situation that this 49ers offense is facing, right, on the other side. Uh, So it's not like, okay, we can fall down, but we'll come back. You're not going to do that against Patrick Mahomes. So they're going to have to start faster. Oh, you're on mute.
0: Yes. Yes. I was muted with the kind of disappointment of Kyle Shanahan before these two games that you didn't have the comebacks, right? They were not in the DNA of the 49ers. They always like to play from ahead and they got stuck, right? If they were behind, that was it. If they couldn't run the ball and they were relying on the quarterback to throw when the opposition knew he was passing, it was over, right? But Brock Purdy's different, right? He makes those laser throws downfield. They're always going to lean on Christian McCaffrey. That's the biggest difference, right? They've had some other good backs in the Shanahan system, but McCaffrey is that. So look, I think when you look at this matchup, I think it comes down to what team can put a little bit of pressure on these quarterbacks. Now, Purdy doesn't get sacked all that often. It took very late in the game. For him to drop the first two sacks of the entire playoffs, Patrick Mahomes took late against the Ravens. So interesting matchups. I'll say this is a very interesting because I think the offensive lines are weak where these teams are strong here. You have Chris Jones and George Karloftis. They've been tearing it up. They ripped into Lamar Jackson plenty in that game. Now they get a pretty nice interior line matchup against 49ers. I would say that is their one weakness up front, I would say. So you go there, and then on the other side, we know the Chiefs' offensive tackles have blown all year. Jawan Taylor's taking penalties, Donovan Smith. It's kind of just kind of makeshift from other teams, right? Older guys, not the best tackle. So I think Mahomes, if he can get a clean pocket and move a little bit, I think he'll be okay. But Purdy, maybe, going to face pressure from different angles in this game.
1: Yeah, I do think a big loss for the Chiefs would be Charles Amenahu if he had a loot, if, if he had to miss the game. But they still do have Chris Jones and George Carloftus. So they'll be all right with the pressure. And both of these quarterbacks, I mean, obviously all quarterbacks are better, uh, not under pressure than versus pressure, but especially Mahomes, he has some of the worst numbers under pressure this year. But Purdy has a significant split as well. Uh, and if you can rattle him, that's when he's going to throw those interceptions. And it, it's been a little bit more. Apparent, I feel like in, in the postseason, right? When he gets pressure on him, his passes are definitely off. They're not as accurate. He has been pretty lucky with yeah. interceptions not being caught. Uh, so there's that for him, and we'll see if the luck can continue there. But Christian McCaffrey, Isaiah Pacheco, that's going to be a great matchup. I know Pacheco didn't have a very efficient game whatsoever, but he looked impressive to me. Like I was shocked by his final stat line because I thought he looked better than what yeah. it said and then Christian McCaffrey it doesn't matter who he faces it really doesn't the lions are a top-notch defense run defense and they hadn't allowed a single running back to rush for 70 rushing yards in a game this year and then Christian McCaffrey just has 90 yards against them 90 rushing yards and then 42 receiving yards it doesn't matter who he plays against he's just incredible and so he'll going to be incredible in the Super Bowl
0: Yeah, I think the biggest deal, again, for the 49ers is staying in the game. They cannot get too far behind where they have to abandon the run. But again, they pretty much stick to the run. Good numbers for McCaffrey, 5.1 yards per carry so far. Four TDs, he's had two in each game, 11 catches for 72 yards. The Chiefs do allow a good chunk per carry, 4.5. We didn't really see it much, right, against James Cook and they gave up on Gus Edwards and Justice Hill pretty quickly in that game so you didn't really get a team testing it and you look at McCaffrey they're going to keep feeding him right they're not going to shy away from that so McCaffrey I think obviously he's going to keep making a big impact because that's what he does in every game he had 2023 scrimmage yards in 2023 21 TDs they both led the NFL. Now, Isaiah Pacheco's interesting, right? You've seen the 49ers. I don't know how they are here from two games when they've allowed 5.6 yards per carry, 159 yards per game, three touchdowns on the ground, by far the worst run defense in the playoffs, and they're left standing in the Super Bowl here. So I think if Isaiah Pacheco gets the ball that many times, right, and this blocking is good, I think Pacheco could have a big game in the Super Bowl, much like we saw damian williams have a big game in the first matchup
1: yeah if the line just kept running and running they they probably would be in the super bowl the 49ers (laughs) had no answer for them it's not like they found the answer in the second half anytime montgomery or gibbs touched the ball they were getting chunk plays montgomery was killing it out there um and if gibbs didn't fumble that ball like they probably there were so many different things that had to go wrong for the Lions. We'll get into that in their segment yeah. to, for oh, them nice. not to be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Obviously, I'm happy as a 49ers fan, but it does stink for uh, Lions fans. But also, um, 49ers are struggling against the run, but also struggling against tight ends. Uh, mm. At Pretty much any good tight end they faced this year, they had a good game. I mean, it, they haven't faced many of them, but Laporta has 97 receiving yards against them yesterday. Trey McBride went off for 102 yards against them in week 15. TJ Hawkinson had 86 yards against them, likely had 56 yards on three receptions. Like they're allowing these chunk plays to really good tight ends. And then we just talked about Travis Kelsey is back to being Travis Kelsey. So we could see a monster game from him again in a Super Bowl. I mean, that's not a rare thing to see because it feels like it happens every year, but I I think he's going to have a really nice game.
0: Yeah, you're right, Michelle, other than not being able to stop the run, the middle of the field where Jared Goff likes to throw to it, Sam Laporta and Amon ra Smith-Brown out of the slot. I mean, it was just open all game for the most part. And with Amon ra look, he exploited a guy, Diamandor D'Am- Lenoir, or however you say his Lenore, name in yeah. the <laughs> Lenore Lenoir, you know, whatever. He is not very good. And <laughs> I, I always struggle with that name because I have to look at it several times to make sure I'm spelling it right. But Rashi Rice would get that matchup a lot because he lines up in the slot. So look, if you're looking at parallels, right, Kelsey and Rice, I mean, Rice has a little bit more size than St. Brown. So that could be an asset. and Kelsey. We know Laporte is good, but Kelsey is the best all time at receiving uh, in the playoffs. So quite literally. So when you look at that, yeah, they're going to have their hands full in coverage and, yeah, I think that's where they miss telling Vanga. Uh, like, he's a guy in the middle that would clean up things. He's not out there. He's hurt, and they're relying on rookie Jair Brown there. So a lot of issues there going forward. But, look, we have all this week and next week to think about the Super Bowl. We'll come back and revisit this game as we get closer next week. A lot of good stuff coming. We will start with looking at the Ravens and Lions offseason next segment. But first, got to hear, again, from another one of our fine sponsors. All right, this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by Price Picks, and it's the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy sports. We had our Price Picks Picks of the Week for the games of this past weekend of the championship game. My favorite was we had Brock Purdy. Remember him? 7.5 rushing yards more. Do you know how many rushing yards he had in that game? 51. Yeah, that's. I think we cleared that one pretty well. We lost out on a few demon picks, but it was fun to still play them and go after him. and we did on Isaiah Pacheco. It was a grind, but we got there with his yardage and, and Brandon Ayuk came through for us as well. So it's a lot of fun to get in on daily fantasy sports. It's a good challenge there for you on prize picks. You just pick two to six players and they go more or less than their prize picks projection. You'll get paid off. And then Look, there's even a reboot policy. So if you had Debo Samuel and maybe you got hurt in that game, you would have been okay, and you would have been taken out of the mix for you with your DFS, and uh, no other platform offers the same type of insurance when you're playing. So a lot of good stuff. Players, stat types, the variety that you're going to get, it's unbelievable at Price Picks, and that's why you want to play there. Go to pricepickscom slash and use the code LockedNFL for first deposit matchup for $100. Whether you're playing the big game or looking at the NBA now, transitioning, Price Picks is for you. Check it out at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. All right. This episode, Locked on Fantasy Football, is brought to you by Price Picks. We'll hear from another sponsor later, but a programming reminder on the network we have the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube so a lot of super bowl talk there locked on sports today is there for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of locked on so good stuff on locked on lions ravens talking about a lot of the topics we're going to discuss here every league check it out locked on sports today only on youtube subscribe there just like you would do with the show all right Let's first look at the Ravens' fallout here. Let me just set the table before you dive in, Michelle. So they've got some free agent issues going forward, and some of the things that did not occur in this game, right? Gus Edwards couldn't get going, and they kind of shut him down on the ground. He's a free agent. J.K. Dobbins, remember him? He got hurt way back when. Again, he's a free agent. Odell Beckham Jr. made some plays late in this game. Nelson Aguilar made one play, I think, in the previous round. (laughs) But they were kind of uh, patching it together. Him, Odell Beckham Jr., and Devin Duvernay, their ace returner, free agent, wide receiver. Tyler Huntley, not totally insignificant, the backup to Lamar Jackson, is also a free agent. And then you have John Simpson and Kevin Zeitler. These are the starting guards for the Ravens. So let's start there. What do you think the Ravens need to address most this offseason to maybe go that extra step and get to the Super Bowl?
1: So I think Zay Flowers, it was very impressive overall during his rookie yeah. season and the offense season, in, not a, you know, a really high passing offense, but anytime he made those big plays, like he looked special, you could see, you could see him growing and becoming a really good wide receiver in this league. I don't know about an alpha wide receiver one. I think they're still right. looking for that. We know Rashad Bateman's not that like they tried it. He was a first round pick. He could still be a fine wide receiver three, but he should not be your wide receiver one or two out there. OBJ again they tried it but it's just it was not anything spectacular they have to offer Lamar a top guy I think they need like there was no reason for Nelson Aguilar to have the second most receiving yards on this team yesterday that can't happen and then Justice Hill to have the third most and then OBJ to have the fourth most with 22 receiving yards you need someone else there to complement Zay Flowers a bigger wide receiver that could be more of the alpha wide receiver one to help out Lamar uh, I mean this team just had a bad game I feel like Uh, the Chiefs were just the better team but I don't expect them to like fall apart next year I think it's going to be a lot of what we're used to seeing with Lamar uh where he's going to win a lot of regular season games and then probably fall apart in the playoffs that's what keeps happening in his career they obviously need to add a running back I think they will I mean J.K. Dobbins tore his Achilles and is a free agent so I don't think he would be back but yeah they need to add a a good solid running back back there that they can trust give a lot of volume to and then a wide receiver one and then I think they're set like they're not they're not far away from being right back to where they were this year
0: yeah I mean the one thing I would say about this backfield and look Gus Edwards was productive and he scored quite a bit in the red zone I think Gus Edwards is probably Outplayed where we thought he was going to be, right? In his NFL career, but he's limited. It's pretty clear when he's on the field. I know he had a catch there on a swing pass for Lamar Jackson, but when he's on the field, he's a power back, right? Justice Hill is kind of the speed back, but he's really a special teamer, kind of thrust into that role. So it's not pretty, right? I think they need a better all-round back where you can put him out there. He can run in between the tackles if you want. He can go out and make a play in the receiving game, that is an impact. So maybe they look at Saquon Barkley and these other guys that are out there. I don't think it's a Ravens-type move, right, to go after these guys. So maybe look at the draft for a a little bit of a runner that can provide explosiveness there. Maybe look at a Braylon Allen of Wisconsin who can handle a little bit more of a load here than these guys can. So something to look at in the draft, and it's not a great draft class for running backs. You don't have any first-round options. So late in the first round they're going to pick 30 overall they might have to look at a wide receiver Keon coleman's out there nice big body from florida state brian thomas jr so maybe one those guys could be the alpha right a big guy on the outside they can do everything and that'll take pressure off zay flowers give them more favorable coverage maybe put rashad bateman in the slot and the other thing they could consider michelle is also look you have isaiah likely you have mark andrews maybe use more 12 personnel get these guys involved where they're the main pass catchers, right? And then you work inside out with those guys. So there's a lot of things I'd like. I just didn't like the fact that Todd Munkin really didn't adjust very much. I felt like they were all over the place. And they got back to, hey, Lamar, go make a play, run around, avoid a sack, buy extra time, throw downfield, and then we'll have an offense, right? I I don't know how they got back to this because this was not what they were doing all season long. They were kind of planned and put together, and that's what we didn't see. So... Speaking of Lamar Jackson, how high do you want to take him? Look, even with this turnaround season, right? It wasn't 2019. He wasn't the far away guy putting up touchdowns and rushing yards, right? His rushing was a little curbed. He didn't put up big numbers with the TDs. So how do you want to approach Lamar Jackson? Like, I don't think he's the best value, right? Everyone's going to be going after the name and the MVP, but I don't think you're going to get what you think, like a, QB3 overall, right? I don't think you're going to get that from him going forward.
1: Yeah, I can envision him. You know, I I think Josh Allen will be the first quarterback off the board. I don't think Lamar is going to come off the board that soon after him. Like, I I think it'd come down to Mahomes or Jalen Hurts or Lamar. Like, those three are going to be grouped together and probably go in different orders and just in all different drafts, just depending on, you know, who people favor in that situation. But really, if I'm going to take a quarterback early, it's Josh Allen or bust. Like he's proved it now for how many years in a row that he's the top dog quarterback in fantasy He keeps doing it. So besides that, like, I don't want to risk taking a quarterback that can have a down year. Like we seen with Patrick Mahomes, like Jalen Hurts still was a great fantasy score, but, and then we had the consistent year with Lamar. I mean, for how long of the season was he like killing you for fantasy before he broke out at the yep. end there, it, it was torture. So Again, Josh Allen's so incredibly consistent from week to week uh, because of his rushing and rushing touchdowns and passing touchdowns. And you don't have that really with anybody else. So it's Josh Allen or bust for me early. So Lamar Jackson probably won't be on many of my fantasy teams next year, but I do think his cost is probably going to be too high overall anyways for me to suggest others to draft him.
0: All right. You mentioned Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. I'm going to play a little game with you. I'll give you a guy. and Are you going to draft him ahead of Lamar Jackson or not next year? We'll okay. start with Justin Fields, it, wherever he is. I'll just say wherever he is, including Chicago.
1: Based but on what there, he, there'll be different draft costs. So am I, am I doing like draft costs? Would I rather have Fields at round five or Lamar in round three? I'd rather Fields in round five.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm going at here. Okay. So, so just in general, the quarterback that would actually excite you most, Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson?
1: Uh, Lamar, because Burrow's gonna still go high because of name value, anyways. And he's he doesn't have that rushing ability,
0: all right. And last one I'll give you because he's in the Super Bowl Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson.
1: Um, if Patrick Mahomes could get some more weapons, I'll go with Mahomes just because I think they'll have to add weapons for him this year. Um, oh, but then Kelsey might be gone. No, I'm going with Lamar. I'm going with Lamar.
0: Yeah, I think the best value of them all is Justin Fields. Like if he stays in Chicago and they add him another receiver right then we might be in business right where he could put up those passing numbers we know he's such a dynamic rusher i think he's what lamar jackson used to be as a rusher right a young quarterback that you know has a very good chance to get a hundred yard game we're with lamar like i don't think you go in saying oh lamar's gonna run for 100 or 90 on this team right like it's not as given as it used to be earlier in his career and that's because They've tried to make him a better passer. So that's not great for fantasy when you look at the translation, right? If he's running less, passing more, we know the passing points that don't come as easily as the rushing points. So something to think about there. And he's not also getting the TDs, right? I mean, that's a big thing. Was like, I think that's what separates Allen and Hurts from him is, like, if they get a back that's better, right, that's going to be right there with Gus Edwards. I don't think you'll see that. So a lot of things to think about here. We have a long offseason with the Ravens, I think it's actually going to be longer with the Lions, Michelle, given how some of the things transpired, blowing that lead in the second half, but we'll get to them in our final segment, uh, how they lost to your 49ers.
1: Yeah, there is a lot to talk about there with the Lions, but first, let's hear from one of our great spend, uh, sponsors, Better Health. This next segment is brought to us by our sponsor BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. And it's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased in your life. So today I want to tell you how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking the same thing. I'm sure you are a lot of us. I- I'm not I'm not happy about Patrick Mahomes making another Super Bowl. It's just getting boring. Okay. I really don't want to watch him play in a Super Bowl. In the big game, year after year, after year, after year, it's lame. We already did this with Tom Brady. Please don't do this to us again. As good as that feels to get off my chest, most of us, including myself, have much bigger problems than just watching the Chiefs. And it's also important to get those things off our chest every once in a while as well. That is why I do online therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. This Lions game was wild, Vinny, and I feel very bad for Lions fans. Again, I'm very happy, but I do feel like 1 million things had to go wrong for them to lose that game. It was, it was in their hands and everything that could go wrong for them in the second half did, uh, the coaching choices went against them. I'm not saying Dan Campbell made the right or wrong choice, but they didn't work for them. Right. What do we see happening to this team next year? Because Ben Johnson, I think he's the huge part of their success this year. Offensive coordinator. He's most likely going to get a head coaching job. Seems like with the commanders. So he leaves. Are we confident that Jared Goff in this offense can look as good as they have, at least this last year, next year, uh, without Ben Johnson there?
0: Yeah, Ben Johnson has been huge for Jared Goff. I mean, he's helped him settle. And keep in mind, Jared Goff, look, we want to get into game managers, playmakers, caretakers, whatever. Jared Goff, let's just state it this way. He's a very dependent quarterback, which means – He needs everything rather pristine to work in his favor. Like he needs the ideal targets in the middle of the field, which he has in the slot. ML Ross and Brown, Sam Laporta He has very good offensive line. Got it. He's got a great running game, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. So what that means is look, he could have some big games and it's out there, but what happened in the championship game, they ran, they dominated, they scored on the ground for the most part. And he just is not going to give you a high ceiling because that, means that the Lions are not winning games, right? If he's throwing for a high volume, he got to the over because in the end, he had garbage time with this passing and he got to like 273 because, but it was empty, right? He didn't feel like he was, oh, he's dazzling away, right? He yeah. just kind of is efficient playing off the run. It kind of like is the Baker Mayfield, Dino Smith type. Now, these are not bad quarterbacks. They're just not transcendent quarterbacks, right? So I don't think he can carry an offense the way like a Patrick Mahomes can. We've seen the very few guys can do that. But when I look at it, like, so if some things fall apart here, I know Jonah Jackson is their free agent up front. I think they'll probably say goodbye to Josh Reynolds, given he dropped that fourth and three pass. Yeah. He's probably not somebody they're looking to bring back down to people's Jones. Good development for Sam Laporta. Their backup tight ends are... Uh, out there that may not be returning including brock wright who's a blocker so that could be good for Laporta's snaps and roll here and really nothing to see elsewhere this team is pretty intact with their key offensive players now let's start with this so jared goff we might be cooling on but do we have to go all in on jameer gibbs i know he had the fumble too but he's a young player he's a first round pick he's not josh reynolds do you think he has a monster year that can maybe get up there right with the tyron williams is and christian mccaffrey will they let him be that guy perhaps with a different coordinator
1: so i don't think they're going to let him be a workhorse at least next year i think he's still going to be really good for fantasy maybe go too high based on that i don't think he'll be a workhorse but i think this game did show like david montgomery looked really really good and when in a super important game they fed david montgomery the ball and then jameer gibbs is the one who fumbled i mean i don't really think the fumble is going to come into consideration next year when you know, talking about their split workload, but David Montgomery looked too good uh, in this game. And also this year, year, he had a really nice season. So many touchdowns. He's going to steal touchdowns away from Gibbs as well. But we saw this year, both can score, right? And even in the playoffs that went forward, both for scoring. So it's not to say Gibbs is going to be bad whatsoever for fantasy. He's still going to be great, but David Montgomery is still going to be annoying. He's going to be super annoying. And if this offense isn't as good and as efficient and scoring as much, then we might also really feel that impact of these two splitting a backfield.
0: Yeah, I think with Jameer Gibbs, you're right. They probably won't totally unleash him. It could be much like for a better example than what they had last year, right? DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, it was okay in its own right. Jamal Williams pretty much had a lot of short touchdowns. And DeAndre Swift was hurt a lot of the year. So this is way better than that. I also think it's somewhat better than what we saw with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. In some ways, I think, Gibbs's presence helps Montgomery. Montgomery helps Gibbs, right? The defenses have to adjust to their running styles the way they're doing it. They can interchange, and one can catch, and one can explode outside while one can power between the tackles. Like, they can do the other things well, but I think they play off each other well. I think it was very calculated, right? The way they used Gibbs, managed, helped him keep fresh. He could explode in the second half. You saw that, right? A lot of his explosive runs would come like fresh off the bench. So when you look at that, I think they like that combination. Now, again, it depends. The makeup of the next offense coordinator, if he has a history of trusting one back, then we'll see. Maybe there's a little bit of a difference there when Montgomery sees his touches decrease here. But you think for now, that's where they're going. Now, let's uh, look at... Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Sam Laporta. These guys obviously blew up. Amon Ross, I think a lot of people expected, right? Sam Laporta, we had high expectations for, but he shattered them as a rookie tight end. Like, second year is usually when tight ends go off. Does he have a big, big year? I mean, I know he was already the average top tight end, so I don't know how much more he can do
1: yeah sam laporta there's no reason really for him to come down too much you expect him to still get a lot of targets we'll have to see which you know who they bring in if they bring in another wide receiver because jameson williams he's confusing me right like we know him on ross st brown is a great talent he's going to get a lot of targets he's going to be the wide receiver one no matter who they bring in now could his targets come down a little bit sure if they bring in another you know really good wide receiver too But Jamison Williams, early first round pick too, right? Like, it's not even like he was a late first round pick. And you see the talent. Like, you see how fast he is on the the field. But then that deep touchdown, like, that should have been – it was just went right through his hands. It's like he just completely missed it. I don't really know what happened, but it's shocking to me how – poor he has performed over these two years in the nfl like just no production it, um and i know he had that long rushing touchdown to start the game but that's where the talent comes in right you, you can see yeah. how fast he is and he should be really good he, he was so good at alabama it doesn't make sense how all of a sudden he just is like pretty much a worthless wide receiver two out there for golf uh but they're going if that's what jameson williams is going to be they have to add another wide receiver in this offense
0: Yeah, I mean, they've they've got some needs to consider here, right? I mean, look how bad their secondary was, especially at corner. I mean, they didn't have the best acquisitions there. A lot of those guys also got hurt, so they were left thin at that position. So they got to look at a corner, a big guy that they can put in single coverage and come through a few times, right? So it's going to be things you weigh. The wide receiver class is rather deep. I think some kind of lobbied the Lions to trade for a wide receiver. So they could be looking. They've got money. So you could get a T Higgins in there. He's got some size on the outside, a little bit better to go up and get the ball. Maybe a Michael Pittman fits well in what the Lions are doing. So a lot of things to look at there if they're active and you you think they would be right. They've spent money. They've used their draft picks. They're going to keep trying to build this. So, that's the one exciting thing I would say about the Lions is they're scratching the surface, right? I think they were ahead of schedule by everyone's standards here. I mean, they've loaded themselves with young talent. Gibbs, Laporta, St. Brown, those guys are not going anywhere for a while. Montgomery's under contract for a little bit. So this is an offense. Look, Ben Johnson is the only variable, right? What are you going to get from the potential new play caller? I think they'll probably try to keep things a little bit status quo because it works so well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the one thing we'll have to see, I mean, Jamison Williams is the biggest wild card by, by far. Like he could be special if he turns it a little bit more a complete receiver. I know he's had an injury, he's had suspension. So maybe if he gets a full off season and the season that starts in week one, maybe he can do something, but I would say this could be more of a carbon copy team, much more so than what we get from the Ravens of 2024.
1: Yeah. And I know, like, we are nervous about Ben Johnson leaving, but at the same time, they knew this was going to happen. Like, he could have, yeah. he was pretty close to getting a head coaching job last year. So they went into the season knowing this is probably the last year with him. You would think they had a contingent plan, like, for when he leaves. Um, have someone that's growing under him know that that's good. Like, I don't think they're going to hire from the outside. I think that'd be really bad Mm -hmm. management by them if they knew this was going to happen and they didn't have someone in-house ready to step up. Uh, So uh, it could just be a very smooth transition and everything is fine, but it's never a good feeling when you're losing such a good play caller. But the Lions, they have a really bright future ahead of them, and it, it was exciting to watch them this year. And now next year they're going to be true super bowl contenders like we're we go into the season really believing that because they almost made it this year and they're going to have to uh meet those expectations what so might even be harder now that we actually have expectations for them
0: yeah, and there's going to be some demands in Troy, all of a sudden they're going to get spoiled and say, yeah. if we don't get to the Super Bowl, it's going to be a disappointment. Come on, guys. You needed a season like this. You haven't had a season like this in 30 years. Enjoy it, right? Enjoy it for a little while. I mean, it was still pretty special for the Lions, so that's what I'll say to all the Lions fans and anyone that likes the underdog story, right? They'll be back. They'll be around. They have good leadership there in Detroit with Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to more talk here as we transition slowly into the off season here in lockdown fantasy football. We'll have a lot of good stuff for you there for this additional lockdown fantasy football. This has been Vinny Iyer
1: and I'm Michelle Maju. Bye y'all.